Welcome to the SUP Podcast with your hosts, Louis and Moitze. Every week, we ask each other what's up with our businesses. What are we struggling with? What's going well? And what interesting things from the world of bootstrapping do we have on our minds today? Follow along, and if you like what you hear, support us by leaving a rating or review in the podcast app of your choice. On with the show. Hello, Louis. Hey, Moitze, how's it going? I'm doing okay. haven't had a really fantastic week, which we'll talk about later. So I'm more interested in how you're doing. We haven't talked in a couple of days now. So I'm wondering about what you have to share with me, if you're feeling good, if you're feeling better than I am. Yeah, I'm feeling tired, but I am feeling pretty good, to be honest. The weather is gloomy and horrible. It's getting dark. Mm. Going to the gym is less fun. It's, it's I'm having to to get myself psyched up to do that. Mm, uh, yeah. Work wise, we we talked like what four days ago. I, I don't I know where so, this yeah. week went. So it seems to me like we were talking on Monday yesterday, and it's already Friday. I have, I have no idea what happened. I don't know what I ate. I don't know. But then at the same time, I look back at what I was doing on Monday, what we were talking about, and I've actually got quite a lot of stuff done in the meantime. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm just getting old and uh, the, time, the time is flying by. I, I um, told you about this. Like <laughs> when you're nearing 30, things change. <laughs> yeah. What's the quote? Time's relentless arrow marches on, I think. is the, Yeah. The yeah. Quote. Yeah. Yeah. So what have I been doing? The good news is that by the time people listen to this, or even in two days from when we're recording, the referral university will be up and running. It will be the main call to action on Sparkleap's website, this free course that people can take, an email course, it's quite involved. I've got a lot of good automations and stuff set up, a lot of custom graphics. It's it's not too many words. I'd say it's probably about 5,000, uh, not quite, no, it's about 4,000 words in total, probably, I think. Mm-hmm. So it takes about, I don't know, I'd say half an hour of reading to read through all of the lessons. If you do the, the worksheet that's attached to it, it's maybe uh, 60 to, to 90 minutes of work total but nice. it's congratulations yeah. yeah I'm happy with that it, it was one of those things that turned into a a never-ending task because there were so many improvements that could have been made so I had to pull myself yeah. away from that but one that I allowed myself to do that I'm really excited by is create a, a library of rewards yeah. so when you have a referral program obviously you have you have to have rewards that people can win when they make a number of referrals And something our customers really struggle with is working out what rewards would work for their subscribers. What what Mm -hmm. would motivate their subscribers to share and to make referrals? I actually have a question when you mentioned, for example, you have all of these improvements that you created in your mind that you want to implement maybe uh, further in the future. So how do you tackle this problem? Like, cause I, I know it happens to me all the time. I'm working on something. I'm working on either on a new product or a new service or a new landing page even. And when I'm doing it, when I'm doing the task and maybe even finishing it up, I'm like, Oh my God, but I could do this and it would be so much better. So what do you do in that situation? Do you create like a to-do list or pause the project and then come back to it in a week and implement those improvements or like, what what do you do? Yeah. So there's a lot of being a founder that I'm not very good at all. Uh, Really a lot. I would say my one strength is that 
I just am so either so lazy or just so innately brilliant at this that, <laughs> that things tend to work out <laughs> because my kind of basic mindset is I'm going to do absolutely nothing unless I need to do it. So if you imagine there's like a stack of yeah. things that I could be doing and in my head, I have them prioritized based on like the risk that we like for Spark Loop, it's I want to get it to $100,000 in recurring monthly recurring revenue within the next, yeah. let's say within the next two years at the latest. That's my yeah. goal. So all the time when I see something, I'm thinking, okay, of all the tasks that I have in my, or potential tasks, ideas that I have in my to-do list app mm-hmm. that are there for at some point to be done, where does this rank in the order of most likely if I don't do this, it's most likely to stop me from reaching the 100k MRR. So it's really easy to to just say, no, this goes on the the wait list. It's in the, for technical people, this is in the low priority queue. It's not in the high priority queue. It's nowhere close to being, need to be done right now. Yeah. I heard like a, a very similar approach from one of my friends. So my friend Franz is actually, or he actually recommended this approach called effort slash impact or something Mm -hmm. along those lines, like maybe ranking your tasks based on the amount of effort that you need to put in and the amount of impact that task will actually have. So for example, what he prioritizes then when he gets like all these ideas for new products or improvements, he decides, or maybe filters based on the one, uh, based on this effort and impact and he first actually tackles the tasks that require minimum effort, but have a high impact. And then, yeah, the other way around when he gets to the bottom of the list. So that one, I really... Yeah, that's, it's funny because that's how my co-founder does it. And I, I don't necessarily think there's a better or a worse, but it's interesting because that's almost the opposite of what I do, huh. which is interesting because that's what my co-founder and a lot of people I know do. They'll take all of the p- potential things that they could do and rank them in terms of effort and impact or effort and, and whatever potential yeah, yeah. results and downside yeah. and all that kind of thing. My co-founder Manuel, that worked really well for him with his other business. So I'm definitely not saying that's a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> definitely not. It works for a lot of people. It's just weird. In, in my head, I do it slightly differently in that mm-hmm. I have all of those potential things that I could do. And I'm not ranking them based really on effort or, or impact necessarily. They're just there. And I know what effect they would have and roughly how long it would take to do them. So I have that information for each one, roughly, but I'm not ranking them at all. What I'm doing is saying, okay, looking at where we are today and where we need to get to, what is the biggest risk? Not thinking about what we could do at all, just what is the biggest risk uh, that we don't, that's going to prevent us from achieving it? What is the most urgent, important thing to fix right now? And then I'll dive into my bag of potential ideas and pull out the ones that are most mm. likely to fix that thing. So yeah. it's, it's very similar, yeah. but also it makes it like my approach is let's not do anything unless we have to, as opposed to which of these things should we do? So yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it just shows that there's no universal approach that everyone would love and everyone would achieve highest productivity using it so yeah you gotta find something that works for you yeah I think everyone's brains works in slightly different ways and I think I'm definitely the the weirdo with with my way of doing it most people (laughs) I work with tend to work the other way oh yeah 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 speaking of productivity and non-productivity I haven't had such a good week Uh, (laughs) please tell uh, me 
Yeah, I even I think I wrote a tweet about this uh, yesterday, but I was under a lot of stress this past couple of days, actually, since we last spoke. I like I was at this kind of crossroads where I had just lots of work to do, considering that I'm working with a lot of clients. I'm trying to relaunch the science of Facebook ads. So I'm doing all sorts of things. However, in the world, there's just a ton of stuff going on right now. So I was keeping up, trying to keep up with all the news and I got sucked up into the negative news cycle that actually distracted me a lot. So then because of those distractions, because of those negative news, what I needed to do is, I don't know, just somehow relax and the best, not well, the best relaxation for me at that point, which is not really a good kind of relaxation was just mindlessly scrolling through Twitter and getting bombarded with more negative news. And it was just horrible. Like I mentioned uh, before we actually started recording, I wish that we could just throw this week in, into trash because it, like, it was not productive at all for me. And I, I cannot wait for Monday to start actually. Wow, yeah. What what is it about this week that was so different to last week then? Yeah. The news has been <laughs> it's, it's not been great for a while now. I don't oh, or have you only <laughs> just started following along because I, I feel like it's been pretty hang on, it's my podcast, I can swear it's been pretty shit for a while now. <laughs> yeah, it has been. But what has been for me particularly different this week was what started happening in Slovenia, especially. I don't think Think. I'm not sure if I described this on the last episode, but we just, we, or Slovenia actually introduced curfew now. And I think yesterday we practically went into full lockdown mode, which means that only the most necessary, like grocery stores are open, pharmacies are open, everything else is closed. We have curfew and we essentially cannot leave the house. And I was just checking the news all the time. On top of that, we have U.S. elections, which are impacting, honestly, the whole world, at least in terms of like everyone is talking about it. So I'm like fully invested in it as well. And it's just it's not been a good week for me. So hence, I decided that I think today would be best to talk about maybe finding focus during this crazy time. Yeah. Yeah. And what have you been what have you been trying or what, what's come up so far? I haven't been trying anything because I was, I actually got to that conclusion because I, at first I didn't know why I wasn't really being productive. I think most of us, when we're not being productive, we don't actually think about why we're not productive. We're just frustrated that we're not productive. So yesterday I took a little bit of time off and trying to figure out why am I in such a bad mood? What is happening um, with me with my mindset. And that led me um, to the discovery that it's probably like consuming the negative news media and then having this feeling, which is 100% true feeling that I can't do anything about it. So the state of the world is the state of the world and I cannot change it. And that got me like, I just started procrastinating at that point. So I haven't been trying anything yet. So I'm more wondering about, you probably 
at one point, I'm not sure if you're struggling with that right now, but at one point you probably were in a situation where you couldn't focus maybe because of what's happening in the world, maybe because of something else. And I'm wondering about your feedback and your ideas and what worked for you and what didn't work for you. Yeah, I think it's difficult, right? Because there, there are some days that it's, we've got to give ourselves a break, right? Like on election day, on November the 3rd, I'm not going to get much done. I probably, and I'm fine with that. Like I've planned it in my head. It's a write-off. <laughs> no one else is going to be doing much work. Yeah, um, true. I'm going to follow along. I'll be distracted. That's fine. It's the equivalent of, I don't know, if all of a sudden a massive rubber chicken walked past my window, like I'm going to stop and watch it. I'm not bad for doing right, that. It's yeah. just, this is a, a crazy thing that would happen. I'm going to stick around and see what happens. And it's okay to be like, we shouldn't punish ourselves for being distracted by that. I don't think. Yeah. On the losing focus side of things in general, I lose focus quite easily. What I've noticed is that for me, sometimes it's a real cliche, but I do think there's a lot of truth to the idea that we are much more stupid, simple animals than we maybe believe ourselves to be. Yeah. And a lot of the time when I'm not very productive, the root cause is that I've been eating bad food. I haven't been going to the mm. gym as much as I want to. I haven't been getting enough sun and being outside as much as I want to. So what I've started doing that I think's made an improvement and has helped a lot is just not to beat myself up about it when I notice it, to try and, like mm -hmm. you said, to notice it earlier mm -hmm. and to say, okay, this is because I had a couple of drinks last night or because I've been eating badly and my, when you get, it's a catch 22, right? When you get, when you feel yeah. like you lose focus, you then say, okay, I need to get this done. So I'm not going to go to the gym tonight. So then I don't sleep well. And then I'll eat something that's rubbish. And then the next day I'll be even worse. So it's just uh, what, I, what I do at the moment is I'll just say, okay, I'm going to go and sit outside in the sun, go for a quick walk. And then I'll spend 20 minutes in the middle of the day uh, playing with my dog or stroking my dog and just chill out and be done. And then, okay, problem not solved, but at least I know that there is like what the problem mm -hmm. is now. Tomorrow I'm going to make sure I go to the gym and eat properly and then give myself a couple of days to, to get back into the swing of things and, and not beat myself up about it. Mm. I think that is my like, overarching thing that I've noticed on the individual level I'd say big changes that I've made two of them first has been just better planning of what I want to get it done in a day uh, like yeah. prioritizing and putting that in and the second thing probably is learning when I even like when I have the potential to be focused and when not and planning my day around that so eight till about 11am I am like that's my clever time if I need to write something important like important copy for websites or something like that that needs to be done during that time yeah between 1 and 4pm roughly so in the afternoon I will be asleep and my, my brain just doesn't work so I go to the gym then and get out of the yeah. house and do something different and then in the evenings after that I get another bit of energy and that's when I'll do something that's creative or I'll answer emails and stuff. Mm -hmm. And having that switch around instead of just getting up in the morning and saying, oh, I've got 30 emails that came in overnight. Let's plow through those this morning. If I do it that way, then yes, I'll get the emails done. But then in the afternoon, yeah. I won't get the other stuff done. So yeah, yeah. I'd say that's, that's sorry, my, my monologue for me solving my own problems. That's how I do it. So what you talked about actually 
made me think and remember of a tweet that I saw and I just searched for it from Shai. So from our mutual friend, Shai Schechter. So I saw like he tweeted, I, it was October 14th, which means that shit already was going down in terms of COVID and presidential elections in the US. And he tweeted, do you feel like you should have been more hardworking, productive, happy today? You're in a pandemic. The whole world's energy is low at the moment. Be kind to yourself. Are the high uh, self expectations helping? Think about tweeting, uh, tweaking them a little bit tomorrow. So I think it, what that does, it, it also perfectly sums up what you were saying like sometimes when that happens, when you're low on energy, low on productivity, I don't know, entangled into that catch 22 thing, you just need to step aside a little bit and not think about the problem and then come back and reset your expectations for tomorrow and just maybe look at things from a different perspective than previously when you were just entangled into the problem, just trying to solve it for the sake of solving it, trying to accomplish that task for the sake of accomplishing that task and not really being good about it, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. What else have you been coming up with as, as potential solutions? It resonated with me a lot. It made me think what I have been doing differently this week. And when you mentioned gym and exercise, for example, I haven't been exercising regularly for the past two weeks. I I typically exercise five times a week, but I haven't been doing that for the past two weeks because of my back issues. I, I think I mentioned that in one of the previous episodes, but I did something to my back and I couldn't move my upper body for a couple of days, which meant that I was taking it easy with exercise and not exercising five times a week, but maybe two, three times a week and doing very like light exercises with elastic bands. That's it. However, I noticed like the change in my mood. So today I decided, you know what, I'm going to slowly ease into like hardcore weightlifting again, just trying to pick up the weights a little bit more and see where that takes me. And I felt really good afterwards. So I think that also has something uh, to do with it. And another thing that I noticed, so yesterday when I started thinking about, I just don't feel focused at all. I don't even know, like I have all sorts of problems that I need to solve when it comes to my clients. And I don't, necessarily have clear solutions. I cannot come up with a solution, which is something that I can typically do very fast and very effectively, but I just can't do it right now. And I decided, uh, I actually noticed that I think it has to do with the fact that I'm, I don't take time off during, like in the evening, I'm on my phone until midnight. And then at midnight I go to sleep and I cannot sleep because of it. So I decided yesterday that I'm going to turn off my phone at around 9 p.m. and then just not look at it until I go to sleep and then not look at it first thing in the morning. So I did that and I felt a lot better. So yeah, that's maybe what I've been doing. What I also wanted to mention is, because I was so lost yesterday, didn't know what to do with this problem. I asked people on Twitter, like, how do they do this in these times? Like now that we have all these things going on and they're 
uh, just driving our attention elsewhere from away from our work, away from the things that actually matter. And we're just looking at the news that we cannot do anything about. And I asked them, how, how do you approach this? How are you staying focused, doing the work that you need to do without really looking at the news, but still staying on top of what's happening in the world? And I have a couple of good responses that I want to share. First is from Thomas Fox. So he said for self-care, for COVID, just wear a mask. Don't leave the house unless you absolutely have to. And for world news, just don't follow them. There's no, nothing you can do about it, which kind of, it's absolutely true. So that kind of got my attention and set the mood for what I'm going to do in the upcoming days. Benjamin also had some things to say. So he said, the best strategy I have found is to read a weekly newspaper like The Economist, because it's much more focused on the essentials and less anxiety inducing, which also resonated a lot because I was checking news every 30 minutes, thinking that I'll discover and find out something completely new, um, something extremely vital to my importance, <laughs> extremely vital for how I do things from that time forward. And it's, it wasn't actually the case. And then Marie said that news that actually affects you isn't something that changes hourly or even daily, which is exactly what I have also found out. Maybe to, to sum that rent up, I mentioned a couple of things already, but what I'll do moving forward is, first of all, what I already started practicing today is I'm getting rid of the reflex on clicking on the news link first thing in the morning. So when I open my Safari on my uh, iPhone, the first thing I see when you have like those icons of the most visited web pages. So like most of my icons are news media. <laughs> so what Shai actually recommended yesterday when I was talking to him was he said to just get rid of those news media icons somehow. And you won't have that uh, immediate reflex to press on it as soon as you see it. I haven't yet deleted that. However, I am being more mindful about visiting those web pages. I haven't checked the news today. It's 6 p.m. here and I haven't checked it. So I feel pretty good about it. I also want to so to get more focus time for myself, I want to put my phone into do not disturb mode while I'm working. And then I also, like I said, started turning off my phone after 9 p.m. So I can relax before bed and get enough quality sleep. Yeah, nice. It sounds, <laughs> all sounds great. I was just thinking what, I think I've been trying to, to I'm trying to do something similar to a lot of that. What I've done is, which I think you mentioned, is just my phone has been on Do Not Disturb mode for, just, I'd say, about six months at this point. Uh, so I don't get messages. Co I, I get messages coming through, but it won't vibrate or, or tell me in any way. Mm -hmm. I'll just check when I want to check, which is great. Helps me keep focus when I'm writing. Um, closing out Twitter and stuff like that helps as well. And on the, like on the, the managing your emotions or your well-being, like emotional well-being side of things, Something interesting that I started this week is actually doing a, a an informal uh, mastermind every two weeks with other founders who are in the same mm. uh, positions. Shai's co-founder at Right Message, Brennan Dunn, and I were we, like mm -hmm. we have similar businesses at a similar kind of position facing the same challenges. 
So we've been chatting on and off anyway, and we noticed, hey, it's, it's really nice to chat in the same way that we would have done back when we were going to all those conferences like MicroConf and things like that. And it's, you miss that, I think, especially as a founder who there aren't that many founders close to you nearby geographically who you can go and talk to. So we decided to set up a small mastermind with just three or four of us who are in the same kind of business, roughly the same size, facing the same challenges. And we just chat through how we're feeling, what we're working on every two weeks. And we did the first one yesterday. It was supposed to be 60 minutes. We, we went almost two hours and it was, it felt really good to talk to, to other wow. people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That I think that's also something that I'm missing. I have a couple, I'm not a, officially <laughs> in any kind of masterminds, but I do have friends that I talk to on also business owners that I talk to on a weekly or every other week. Uh, a weekly basis or every other week. That also helps me a lot. I think I even like, I did that before because con considering we're all on, on different locations. So I don't really hang out with business owners from Slovenia. And most of my friends are in the US or in the UK uh, or in Germany. We already were doing that before, but I think now that we have less even less contact with other people with other business owners we don't travel to conferences i really miss that and i notice how my behavior and my mental state is different on days when i talk to other people you know what they're doing what they're working on and on days that i or maybe even weeks that go by without any kind of contact with other business owners. So I think that in these times, people should look into reconnecting with other people, look into new ways of reconnection where they can talk about what they're experiencing, what they're working on and yeah, how they're maybe struggling with things and other people can chime in. So I think that's incredibly valuable. Yeah. So you said you're being distracted a bit by the news and by notifications and things, and mm -hmm. uh, that's help making you struggle a bit with the focus. Have you tried putting yourself in, in physical situations where you can't? Well, it's not that you can't be distracted, but that you can't do anything about it if you do get an important email. So something I find really helpful is just to go on, like with my phone on a dog walk, for example, for two hours or to go and walk around a, a lake or go on a bike ride, go to the gym, something like that, where, you know, even if something, if 50% of my customers reach out and say, Hey, we're canceling in 30 minutes. If you do nothing, I wouldn't be able yeah. to do anything anyway. So it all of a sudden I don't care because nothing, it, it can't, I can't do anything yeah. about it. I wonder if you, have you tried something yeah. like that? I love going on a walk with my dog, even without the phone to get my mind off things. And that's been really helping. And I recently, those 20 minute walks twice a day that we typically do turned into 30, 45 minute walks twice a day, because it just feels so good. So I think that's also something that I need to incorporate in my life a little bit more, not just dog walks because I, <laughs> I don't want to torture my dog by, by going out five times a week, uh, five, five times a day uh, for 45 minutes, but like intentionally putting technology aside, maybe doing 
nothing, um, putting my phone and my laptop and all of my technology in a different room and just, I don't know, reading on the couch, not turning the TV on. I think that what I'm now trying to do is be more intentional about it because it feels good. And it definitely gives me the clarity that I need, especially with all the distractions going on. And I think even what's so interesting to me is when I do that, when I don't check my phone for 45 minutes or even put it away, I feel so much better after it. And I feel a lot more productive, but it's just like you said, that catch 22, you're trying to be productive and you're not productive and you're trying to be more productive where in fact, what you should do is maybe go on a walk without your phone for your mind to clear. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that I'm just thinking, cause I don't put my phone away in the evenings, but I noticed mm. that I do have a ritual almost a ritual, which I never really realized was that was having that effect, which is that pretty much every evening I will, after I finished work and after I've been to the gym and when I want to power down, I will spend an hour or so cooking and I will be chopping things and actually cooking and listen to music and stuff. But I won't, because you know, I won't have my phone necessarily nearby, or at least maybe it's for music, but I won't be looking at it in that time. I won't answer any emails or anything. Mm-hmm. And just that kind of mm-hmm. manual process of you're doing something with your hands, you're standing up, you're moving around, you're thinking, but in a fun way as a hobby, right? Because you're thinking, okay, what, what goes yeah. in next, all this kind of stuff. That really helps me to kind of power down and with some good music on, it helps me to stop thinking about work. And after that, then it's quite easy for me to watch a, an episode of something and then, then go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. What I'm now trying, we're, well, actually playing with a little bit. I bought a new iPad for my like site setup or travel setup because I work, my main machine is my iMac, which I cannot take on my travels. I don't have a suitcase big enough. So I bought an iPad for that purpose. And what I love about the iPad is the Procreate app. I always wanted to learn how to draw. It's I'm really untalented. Like I, I cannot draw a thing, but I think Procreate makes it a lot easier and a lot more learnable, so to speak. So what I'm playing around now is in the evening, because I can't read in the evening anymore. I think my brain is so tired. I like, it's not, it cannot take anything in anymore. So what I started uh, experimenting with is drawing in the evening because it takes my mind off things. You really need to be concentrating what color to use and what type of pencil to use, what type of approach, like what to do. I'm playing around with different styles. So again, working with my hands, thinking about other things, which does not allow me to think about business, does not allow me to think about things that induce anxiety in these times. So that's been really helpful. And luckily, hopefully in, let's say a couple of months, I'll know how to draw something easy, but it'll look good. (laughs) One thing that I also, going back to productivity and going back to distractions, because of all the distractions, because I wasn't productive this week, I... Like my self-confidence just dropped. Uh, Again, it's a catch-22 when something distracts, you're not being productive. You then procrastinate a little bit and feel bad about not being productive. And it just goes downwards from there. And what I noticed was that I started listening to somber songs, like 
more and more, like every single day, it was just more depressive. And that played a big role into the overall feeling at the end of the day. Do I feel good about my day or good about my mental state or not? So what I decided to do also as a part of this experiment, trying to get my mood to a higher level and my productivity to a higher level, I decided to put together a Spotify list of positive, high energy songs that I'm going to listen to, not just in the next week, but probably a lot of weeks that come after the next one. So maybe I think that would be a good material to share in the show notes and share with other people that are also struggling with staying focused and being confident and positive about their days. Yeah, that sounds great. We should uh, get people to share their favorite pick-me-up feel-good songs with us on, on Twitter as well yeah. to add to it. I'm, uh, I have to confess, I'm more of a naturally happy person. <laughs> so most of the music I listen to is is very sad and depressing and indie and probably if most people listen to the kind of music I listen to they would never get out of bed in the morning so I'm not sure how much I can contribute yeah but it's yeah it's so crazy because I'm I feel like I'm the same kind of person or the same type of person where I'm naturally optimistic and happy and I love listening to very chill songs and also somber songs like it, it works for me it also helps me concentrate however it didn't work like this week because I felt differently going into this week. It just put me in a spiral. So I decided I need a playlist that will pull me out of that somber, depressed, non-productive mood when it happens. If you got a happy pick-me-up song to share, I would love to see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Same. Um I also, I've noticed actually, I don't tend to listen to sad, like the normal music that I enjoy listening to when I'm working. I'll tend to listen to either classical music where there's no words to distract me or mm. poolside.fm is, is obviously great. The tempo is high and the music is very happy. And a lot of it is, there's not too many lyrics that distract you from writing, which is, is great as well. Yeah. And otherwise, most of it, to be honest, is music that I would never listen to otherwise that I don't even particularly mm. like that much, but just helps me stay focused. Yeah, I have two types of music that I listen to during the day. I have the lyrical music, which is also the, the playlist that I'm putting together now. So it's going to be like a lyrical, positive, pick-me-up music. But that one I can only listen to when I'm doing more like mindless, not mindless tasks, but tasks that don't require a lot of focus. For example, optimizing Facebook advertising campaigns, just writing reports, stuff like that. Where, But like for the work where th that actually requires complete focus and not being distracted by lyrics, I typically listen to Delta Waves and Beta Brain Waves and stuff like that. That it Or, or brown noise. I love brown noise for some reason. I don't know what, but that's the two types of music that I listen to when I work. But the list I'm putting together is definitely going to be more lyrical for the tasks that you have that are a little bit mindless and don't require a lot of focus. Or if you just need a pick-me-up music to listen to and dance to, which is, yeah, a perfect way to spend an afternoon as well. 
Yeah, sure. What is your ultimate pick-me-up song then? What is the one that will, it is impossible to feel unhappy when you listen to that? Oh gosh, I do have a couple of them. Maybe I want to share the one that I have been listening to recently. I don't know if people even know her. First of all, I love Doja Cat. I don't know if you probably heard of her. I don't know. I don't. My music taste is very weird. So I'm sure they're probably like really well-known and I just have no idea who they are. I, yeah, she is quite well-known. Like my music taste, by the way, is all all over the place. So Doja Cat is one of the most kind of recognizable names that I listen to. She's this, I don't know, rap pop music artist. Yeah, I love her. So all of her songs, most of her songs actually are really happy, upbeat. But the one that I really love listening to, the song that I really love listening to recently, I think it was just went live like a couple of weeks ago is by Queen Herbie. Who is she? So that's my pick me up song as well, or anything from Anderson Puck, like he is high energy. So yeah, just all over the place again with the different genres. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Assuming you get some, <laughs> some of that focus uh, back for next week, what's the plan? Assuming I get that focus time back next week, what I'm going to do is working on the science of Facebook ads emails, because honestly, uh, being complete honest on this podcast, I haven't wrote a single one this week. So I'm a little bit behind schedule. However, what I finally was able to do this week was create or start doing project management for the, sorry. <laughs> so what I finally was able to incorporate into Superspice Media this week was project management, meaning the contractors that I'm starting to work with next week uh, are going to have the tasks already in there, which will create a little bit free time for me to write those emails that I'm now uh, behind. So that is going to be my main focus next week. Hopefully if I get that focus time back. Yeah. uh, Next week. I don't know. So I've had this big piece of work. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Well, I've had this big piece of work, which was the referral university to get up and running, which is going to be done by Monday. So this weekend on Saturday, I'm actually doing a little, we don't really call them hackathons, but it's basically just every now and again, my co-founder, which Spark Loop and I will sit down and take like a Saturday or a Sunday together to create some free tool that we use for product marketing. So we've created one, one of the, like, the more popular ones that we created for Spark Loop was called or is called Proof. And it's just a little tool that you can add completely free to your website, which will show as social proof, it will show the exact correct Mm -hmm. like up-to-date number of uh, subscribers that you have on your newsletter so if a lot of people want to say join 731 subscribers so we just made it very easy to to not have to go in and manually change that and to be able to say join 24 people who signed up yesterday or last week or something like that as well I love that I was I wanted to do this for such a long time for my email list (laughs) yeah so we've built that and it's a free tool that anyone can go and use and set up on their website within a couple of minutes and we've, mm-hmm. it took us, I think, a day uh, to create that and to make the site. And then we launched on Product Hunt. And we've definitely, we've generated, I'd say, probably close to $10,000 in, in lifetime value from customers finding that and then finding Sparkloop and giving it a go. So we're going to create something a bit similar this weekend, which is just a very simple kind of emoji reaction tool that you can add into your newsletter. 
So yeah. you can click, how did this make you feel? Smiley face, shocked face, oh. angry face, sad face kind of thing, surprised face. And that nice. will record the answers when you click on one. And also it will take the subscriber to, for example, to Twitter or to somewhere where they can share, hey, just read this article that made me surprised kind of thing. Oh, yeah. nice. So that'll be a free tool and hopefully it will it'll help the kind of people we want to help with Sparkloop anyway. And maybe they find out about how good Sparkloop is from that and give us a go. I am looking forward to your next week. <laughs> yeah, that's, yes, same. It's, uh, I'm just so happy now that the Rafael University is, is behind me. There's hundreds of other small things that I need to do, sending invoices and creating like tweaks to landing pages and bits and pieces that just have been piling up yeah. because they weren't as important as getting the referral university out of the door. I've got a, a workshop on Thursday that I'm giving to, I think probably like 50 to hundred people. So it's, it's a decent sized one, an online mm. one that I have prepared for a bit, but need to prepare for a bit more, all that kind of stuff. So it's fun. Lots of small little tasks as opposed to one big block that I've been working on for the last two or three weeks. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. A lot of work on your plate then. Yes, but lots of varied small work. So it seems fun. And I yeah. bet in two weeks time, we'll be back here talking. I'll say, oh, it's so annoying. I have to do two minutes here and 10 minutes there and an hour there. I just want one yeah. big project I can sink <laughs> my teeth into. Yeah. <laughs> we can switch roles. You, after <laughs> I have one big project, the Science of Facebook has. I was, I was, I was listening to the episode that we just published uh, a couple of days ago where I took that Facebook ads quiz of yours, the three questions again. And I'm pretty sure yeah. now that if you hire me to do your Facebook ads course, no one is going to buy it. So I would, I think we've ruined that tactic for you. I'm afraid you'll have to do it well, yourself. Next project yeah. then. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Should we wrap? Should we call it a, an episode? Yeah, it was good talking to you and thank you for all the feedback regarding uh, focus. And hopefully this will help other people um, that listen to this episode to get back a little bit of focus time for, and just move away from the news. Um, yeah, I'm excited to hear people's uh, music choices for the playlist as well. It'd be awesome to oh, hear me them. Too. Give us a tag on Twitter or wherever and uh, let us know. This was The Sub Podcast. If you have any questions for us, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. You can find Louis at LouisNichols underscore and you can reach out to me, Moitza, at Moitza Mars. Not sure how either of those are spelled out? We get that a lot. Just check our show notes for more. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to follow along and leave a review if you like our casual check-ins. Thank you for listening.